T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Time for our final interview oh, with Alex Corey. Yes, it is. Brought to you by Arbella Insurance and Zenny, the official eyewear of the Boston Red Sox, Major League <laughs> style at minor league uh, prices. Visit Zenny.com. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is the manager of the Red Sox, Alex Core. AC, how you doing? Lou and Christian here. Doing good, doing good. How are you guys? We are we're doing good. great. We're, we're good. Listen, I know. So you've been in the postseason now three times, right? Once on a bench with Houston, twice with the Boston Red Sox. You are not used to sitting down watching the World Series when that happens. So what was that like for you last night? Couldn't have been enjoyable. <laughs> nah, I mean, <clears throat> to be honest with you, obviously we're disappointed that we're not playing there. But at the same time, uh, after a few days and, and talking to players and talking to to the front office and everybody that that is involved uh, on a day in and day out operation, I mean we we did an amazing job. It was a great season. Um, you know, of course we wanted to win the World Series. We wanted to play there, but uh, you put everything in perspective, and we still have time to think about stuff. But uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that weird. You know, I think uh, the days afterward, coming to Fenway and then driving around, obviously. Uh, not not fun days, but I, I, I do believe, you know, f- from the bottom of my heart, you know, like what we did was amazing. It was a uh, it was a great learning learning experience. I know it was fun for a lot of people, and um, like I said a few days ago, you know, we had some unfinished business going into the off season and uh, to get ready for next year. So you know, uh, real quick, I got to ask you because I know. You know, sometimes starting pitchers have it, sometimes they don't. But uh, what did you think of Framber Valdez's performance last night compared to you guys in Game 5? Yeah, he, did, he didn't have it yesterday from the get-go. Um, you know, I was watching that first at-bat against uh, Soler, and, you know, the moving on the sinker wasn't there, the location wasn't there, and uh, they, they, they put some good swings on, on some bad pitches. And, uh, you know, um, obviously you look back at what he did against us here and he he was great you know uh, the way he pounded the strikes and the pitches is, was a lot different than than last night uh, against us he threw 65% sinkers he was ahead in the count uh yesterday was 50-50 if i'm not mistaken he he didn't have it you know he 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 was kind of like the guy that pitched game 1 or 2 whenever he pitched against us and uh you know um <laughs> the Braves they're great against left-handed pitching, and they put some good swings. You know what? Real quick, I want to go back to like you know the end of the season because I, I, are you one of those guys that just I feel like you're not, but that just wants to get out of town and not watch the game or just take a mental break from baseball? No, man, I'm a baseball fan, and I enjoy watching games. But don't you get worn out? Like, don't you just like nah, need a mental break? Nah, that's <laughs> coming. That's coming in, a, in 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 five days or in ten days, uh, and then the off season starts, right? 
and it should be a, an interesting one. But uh, no, we we actually we enjoy watching the games. The boys are into it now. Uh, they're they're watching players. There's some some good friends that are playing in the World Series. You know, Eddie and and, and Carlos and Martin and and Alex are is coaching there. So. Uh, just pull in for them individually and uh, see what happens. Wait, Alex, I think I don't know if that Comrex of yours um, is dying or not. But you're getting lower and lower and lower. To the point where we can almost not even hear you. Should we just maybe? Okay, there, there you go. Oh, go. hey, look, there you are. Hey, you're back. My bad. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's good. I don't know if you were just chilling. I'm getting worn down. I'm <laughs> see, down. that's why you need a break. I'm <laughs> telling you, you need to take. You need a mental break. You need to go away yeah. from the game. I so, tell you what, when we hop on that plane tomorrow, yeah, we'll we'll be ready for to, to, <laughs> to take go. a break this weekend. <laughs> so you know, you were talking about watching the game, and I'm just curious. You know, um, now that you know your series is over, do you have any second guesses? Like you know, like looking back in hindsight, would you do things differently? Like was it you know for any scenario? Um, not really. I, I do believe that we put everybody in a spot to be successful. Sometimes it, it works. Sometimes it, it didn't. Um, I believe that uh, we had some right matchups in certain situations, and they took advantage of it. Right at the end is the one-on-one battle, and uh, we prepare ourselves before the series, and uh, we decided to go with certain guys in the in the in the in the roster because of who they are, and uh, you know some of them worked, some others didn't. Hey Alex, when you said uh, I think midway through Game Four they made some adjustments. I think the righties and how they pitched you. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, the Red Sox obviously didn't adjust back." Was it not recognizing those adjustments, or was the, were they just pitching, you know, to your hitters' weaknesses basically? No, they always do that. Um, that's a team that uh, is very anal- analytical. You mm-hmm. know, they 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 love the numbers and they will pitch to to your blue in the map. You know, it's either. Red or blue, and they avoid the the red zones. They they went out of the strip. You know that's the bottom line, and they start using the fastball more than usual. Uh, one thing they do, they don't throw strikes, and uh, they did throw strikes uh, early in the count after game four, and uh, after that you expand. But if you look at the numbers, their numbers for everything everybody talks about their pitching staff, they pitch to the edges of the zone, and against us, it seems like they start getting ahead, and then after that, they start expanding. And uh, it's very hard to put the brakes on breaking balls right when you're down 0-1, 0-2, and that's what they did. They did an amazing job attacking the zone early, and then they they, they expanded, and we weren't able to, to put the brakes, and, you know, they induce us to weak contact certain times and uh, sometimes to swing and misses. So how frustrating was it for, you know, just all your hitters, like especially the last three games where you guys couldn't get any runs or couldn't any – couldn't get on base how how frustrating was that for them no it was for everybody uh, knowing that we we have a good offensive team right um there were certain at bats um you know in in game four i think we had kyle with been a third and less than two outs and he cramped right and uh he hit a ground ball to the shortstop and and we didn't cash in we weren't able to add on in that game then the, the game here for how great uh, Valdez was, we have first and second and no outs with a 2-0 count. So uh, I think it was a combination of both, right? They did an amazing job adjusting to us, and it was us kind of like going to a, a, a cold streak, you know, and uh, it was bad timing. But uh, if you look at the series, uh, you know, obviously it was disappointing the way it ended up, you know. Uh, some people think that they actually – they, they crush us over the course of, of six games. Yeah, it looks that way, but if you really dig into the numbers and their innings and, and when they score, they had 
two big innings, right? I, I do believe the two swings by Altuve kind of like changed the, the the games, right, in game one and game four, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, right? First pitch slider hit a homer, and then first pitch sinker hit a homer. I think those two swings, although he struggled throughout the series, kind of like change it, and uh, it put him in a, in a good spot. Yeah, isn't it? Is, could you say the same about yourself, though, about your offense, about your team, as far as the, all the grand slams, like this almost like, you know, you know, three opportunities, three grand slams that basically, you know, brought up the, the majority of the of the runs scored? Yeah, we can say that, but before the grand slam, there were a lot of runners, you know. I think uh, with Altuve, there was nobody on, and uh, this guy, he's swinging at a high rate, you know, and they didn't make pitches, so... I don't know. You can see however you want. At the end of the day, they beat us four out of two, and now we're going home, and they're playing in the World Series. We're talking to Alex Core, manager of the Boston Red Sox. Alex, uh, morning guy Greg Hill had a report that there might have been a rift between you and Heim Bloom, saying that Heim may be micromanaging too much behind the scenes. So, how was your relationship with Heim? Uh, it's really good, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we started working at the end of uh, nineteen, and then obviously I, I get suspended. And then I came back, I think it's uh, it's going to be a year, right? Uh, a year ago, well, after the World Series. And uh, our relationship is a good one. It's, it's, it's one of those, like every other relationship, just like with Dave, there's certain things that we we agree 100%. There's others that we don't agree. But at the end of the day, we, we work together and we try to make the best out of it, you know. And uh, I respect Heim, the way he's doing things. Nobody thought that we were going to be in this position. I know he was very uh, he was criticized over the course of the off season and this season and then at the end you see the final product and we had a really good baseball team playing in October. We were 6 uh wins away from winning the whole thing and um you know, he I learned a lot from him. I know he he told me before he's tell you know that he has learned a lot and it's a good working relationship. You know, I'm looking forward to to work with him for a few years. Yeah, you know, Alex. When I heard the whole micromanaging thing, what I was thinking of is like, like, a, like High and Bloom coming down and telling you, you know, who to, who to, you know, what the lineup should be and who line. should start. Yeah, I, that's that's when I heard that's what I thought, and I was like, the no, bad, the I was bad like, phone. Yeah, the there's no phone. way, there's no way this relationship will work. So you're telling me, but that doesn't happen. You guys work together as far as you know, putting things together, but he never tells you what to do or how to approach a game. Um, we talk about games, you know, and before and after. And uh, actually, yesterday we we had a, a a good productive meeting talking about the whole season, you know. And uh, one thing for sure, we we use information, we we use you know everything that is provided to us. But from seven to ten, you know, the there's not a script, you know. Uh, we we react to what we have. We 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 recognize stuff that we work or we. We study before games, and the game will always dictate what you do on the baseball field. Uh, I think that scoreboard for, for you know, I, I learned this a while ago, and it was from Sandy Alomar Sr. Uh, he said the scoreboard is not for the fans. The scoreboard is for the manager, for the players. That will dictate the way you play, the way you manage, the, go, the, the way you go about, you know, those three hours, and, and we do that. You know, we adjust on the fly when we have to or – we just let him play and, and, and get the W's when, when, when we feel like we're in a good position. You know, Alex, you said you, know, you have all the numbers and obviously uh, telling you something you don't know. You know, you look at two guys like Xander and Devers, obviously cornerstones of your team. And the question still comes up when you see some of the metrics, you know, where they are defensively. So 
How do you have conversations? When do you have conversations? You know, whether it be Xander, hey, you know, a guy like A-Rod a- 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 went from short to third, or even Devers, hey, you know, Vlad Jr. went from third to first. Like, when, when do those, do you have those conversations? you think those guys are willing to listen? I mean, I don't think we got to have those conversations right now. The, the way I put it is like, you know, you want J.P. Crawford playing shortstop for you or you want Xander Bogers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's the total package. It's the total the total player. And, you know, Xander, whatever he touches, he turns into outs, right? He doesn't make too many errors. Rafi, you saw what the way he played in October, right? He played great defense. And uh, I still believe he's a good athlete that he's playing. You know, he's getting better at third base. He makes errors. Yeah, he does. But he makes plays out of range, too. And, uh I don't know. You know, sometimes we get caught up on on the the negatives of the players, and we don't we don't talk enough about the positives. You know, and they're good base runners, they're good hitters. They they're you know, I I do believe they turn ground balls into outs, although the metrics don't show that. So uh, I'm very happy with Rafi playing third, and happy with Xander playing shortstops, and that we have to get better. Of course, we have to get better. You know, and uh, those conversations have started already, and they will work in the offseason to to keep improving. All right, so we're talking to Alex Kors. So, Alex, I just want to – it's okay. So, the season's over. The whole baseball season's almost over. Um, and I start looking at this the way umpires are assigned, kind of like I do, like the way, you know, refs are assigned, you know, playoff games and Super Bowls. It's the best of the best. But I feel like that doesn't work that way in Major League Baseball. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do you fix that? You know, not to point figures directly at Laz Diaz from game four. <laughs> I mean, just but but a situation like that where you don't have the best guy doing the toughest job. I mean, uh, we've been having these conversations for a long, long time, right? And uh, I really don't know what the process is. We, we just know that uh, before the series, these are the guys that are going to be uh, calling balls to strikes and they're going to be in the bases and you have to to go with it, you know. Uh, I think that's more for for uh, Rob, uh, Mr. Manfred, and, and MLB for them to answer. So do you actually – is there like a manager's commission, you know, like where or like a, a council where where you guys get together or a certain amount of managers get together and just discuss yeah, these we, things? Um, yeah, we, we do it in, uh, in the winter meetings. You know, there's always meetings in uh, – you know, Theo actually is part of the committee. You know, what things uh, we can do better now and what we can do better in the future as far as the game. So, uh, obviously, I bet, you know, umpiring is is, is part of the, the topics that we're going to talk about in the offseason. See, my theory is that nobody wants to tell him that he's terrible because they, you guys don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to demote him. He's got oh, too many man. friends. Yeah, I mean, Laz is a friend of mine, man. That's my point. I, I, hey, I mean, I've been, how do you tell he's him? Been, he's been working. He's been working against me and <laughs> against uh, against the teams I play since uh, 1994. He used to, uh, and Lou knows. Like you have big series in in you know Miami against FSU, and Laz was always like the the Friday umpire. He was like the the the, the big umpire for the series. So you know. Um, Things happen. Well, you guys man. go Things way happen. back. Yeah, hey, 1994, bro. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because I know we see it like in the postseason, it's a postseason, right? Where starters maybe, you know, if they go six, maybe they go five, right? Because they don't pitch out of jams. But even we're seeing it more in the regular season, right? And you guys do it a lot too, like in April. Hey, want to take care of them, want to be ready. 
are the roles of the starter kind of being diminished? You know, it's almost like you pay these guys 30, 35 million, and no one's going 200 innings. They're going 170, 175, 157. Like, do you see it moving in a different direction? I mean, people need to understand that this season was a lot different because of what happened last year, right? Yep. Uh, you know, they only played 60 games. Uh, the innings were way down. So, um, you know, what happens in October is, is, is just different, you know. In the regular season, yeah, there were some limitations this year, but I think it was a combination of what teams are doing as far as, like, uh, you know, in the training room and, and medically and, and what happened last year. So we'll see how it works out next year. Uh, I still believe there's value on on starting pitching, uh, especially over 162 games. You know, the whole thing of being aggressive with the bullpen, it it doesn't happen. You know, you can't do it. You don't have the luxury of having two off days in in five days, right? And uh, obviously, the the sprint of winning four games or three games in October, it pushes you to to make decisions based on that. You know, over 162, you got to be more patient. You cannot tax your bullpen. So I still believe the starters have a value, and I think we're going to see the difference next year. So um, are we keeping the cart in the dugout? <laughs> when does something like does that, is that stick around <laughs> forever? Are we, I mean, they got bobbleheads and they got commercials and all that. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah, they try to, something they, we're going to start doing. They try, to get Lou, they try to get Lou and I to go to a supermarket, and <laughs> they wanted Lou to push me in a shopping cart. <laughs> for how much money? Zero. Nothing. We're a home team, hey, you know? Alex, <laughs> when you look back on this year, is there something or one thing that you're most proud of? Oh, man, I think uh, besides what we did on the field and, and the group and all that, just October and, and the fan base, man, mm-hmm. th- that was that was out of control, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I play here in 07. I play against the Red Sox in 04. Um, we won in 18. And, and <laughs> for me personally, you know, in my opinion, the loudest – I heard. I mean, it was amazing. Starting with the wildcard game, starting at six thirty. It didn't start at seven. It started right away. I mean, with the Rays, the same thing. With the Astros, the same thing. And uh, you know, I tip my hat to the fan base uh, for for a team that obviously didn't have expectations and and kept building something that uh, it became great. And uh, obviously. It started with 3%, right, or 5%, and then 12%, and 25%, and then all of a sudden, Fenway was rocking. It was nice, and it was fun, and uh, something we, we're looking forward to, to do next year. Uh, I think they are a huge part of what happened this year. I think uh, finally, since, uh, you know, it, it was a real home, home field advantage. As you know, Lou, when, as a visitor, you come here to Fenway, and you love playing here right you you love it yeah it's Fenway Park we're there for three days it should be fun it wasn't that way this year and uh that's something we talk about before the season Mm -hmm. started we have to make Fenway a real home field advantage and and we saw it in the playoffs so I'm curious though because it it is it was intriguing for all of us paying attention you know was it just you know lightning in the bottle was it just this you know the you know the fortunate circumstances that you guys found yourselves in or was there an actual you know effort internally as far as externally to make that more of a of a weapon a for party. the team, yeah, and a party too. Good music, yeah. brother. I'm yeah. telling you, good music. Who's in People charge of the music? That, bro. They, How much well, input do you have? <laughs> 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 my, 
Me and Carter, we talk about her and Sarah too. So uh, the music was better. I, I, I mean, yeah, it was better. <laughs> so one, one last thing for me. How, how do you, how do you sort of keep that thing? I know a lot of it's out of your your hands, but that momentum into the season. I know CBA and everything else. I mean, is it just like what are you looking forward to this off season? Just keep improving. Uh, there's a few things that we didn't do well over the course of 162, and um, you know the conversations have started. You know, and that goes from. Uh, first step to approaches to information to how to attack certain guys the pitching department you, you just sit down and you, you got to be honest and genuine with the whole the whole thing don't get caught up on yeah we we were short you know we 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 almost got to the world series now now it's kind of like you got to be transparent and uh there's work to do and um uh, yeah, the offseason started, but, you know, as a coaching staff, as a group, um, you know, 2022 started already. And, um, yeah, it sounds like a cliche or whatever, rah, 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 here we go. But it's the truth. You know, I'm here in Fenway right now. I've been in Fenway for the last two days mm. meeting with people and trying to, to map out the offseason and, uh, and be ready for for next year. Well, it didn't exactly end the way we all would have liked, but it was a hell of a ride. I can say that much, and I agree. Fenway Park was out of control, and it was just a lot of fun to be part of. So, um, congrats on a good year, and, and uh, I guess we'll, geez, we'll see you in spring you. ball. Yeah, spring. I don't know. There four years be down there, maybe catch some more fly still balls Still waiting to get point. my shot. You owe it. You owe me. You're like three, three years late. Uh, eventually, you'll pay up. We'll wait and see. <laughs> That's true. I owe you. See, I, owe I know. You. Right? All right. Oh, you guys get together. All right, Alex. Listen, man. Thanks. Thanks again for the uh, the year. Yeah, great really year, a lot of fun. Alex. A lot of fun. Be well, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Right, you too. Take care. That's Alex Cor, manager of the Boston Red Sox. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.